Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have a returning and favorite guest of mine, Therese LaFleche, on the program. Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me again. Yes, absolutely. Now, it hasn't been too long since you were last on the podcast, but we didn't get to go into a detailed itinerary um, for one of your culture tours. And you have one coming up that when we were talking about it made me so excited to travel that I wanted to bring you on the podcast um, to really encourage people to be travel dreaming because we're in this, you know, a little bit of a crazy time right now, but people want to travel and Paris is in a lot of people on a lot of people's lists. So what are we going to talk about today? What are we calling this, this episode? The, um, oh, I think it's like discovering the magic or the soul of Paris. The, this retreat I am so excited about and it started, um, well, we were thinking of leaving Europe at one point and I just couldn't leave without seeing Paris in August again, because it's our absolute favorite time to go. It just becomes a very magical city. And every time I've talked to people, there's a good portion that has visited Paris and were really disappointed. Yes. And I was in that category until our last trip. And right? yeah, because there is Definitely, um, I would say a right way and a wrong way to see Paris. And that probably applies to a lot of huge cities. Um, but I hear that a lot about Paris. So, sorry, let's go back to your itinerary and and, uh, and talk more about that. Because I think this is the right way. This is a right way to see the city. Oh, definitely. And it's something that didn't just come about overnight. I mean, we lived in Paris and coming from Canada, when we first lived in Paris, like at least once a week, I found myself just dying to go to the airport and go home because it was just like, it was cold and impersonal, it felt like. But I was just seeing the superficial, you know, that like, I don't know, the social shell, I suppose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then once we became part of the environment and we started discovering there was just this whole other city that started to open up to us and it just allowed us to, we discovered, you know, these like little incredible cafes where you actually have to walk through a building, through a courtyard to get to another building, which has just the most incredible cafe or restaurant. And that's where the real Paris is. Yeah. And I do love that about, you know, about that city and um, that age of city, because we were, I don't know even where we were, maybe even in Germany, but definitely in Paris where you like a car comes out of one of these, you know, huge set of doors in the wall and you're like, what's back there? And sometimes there might be access to another courtyard with a cafe in it. That's amazing. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I think that we're going to call this episode something like Hidden Gems of Paris or Paris the Right Way or you know, how to discover Paris or how to fall in love with Paris. I'm just kind of brainstorming. We'll figure that out later. But most importantly for you, the listener, this is an itinerary that um, is fantastic and I think is actually at a great price. And so, and it's happening. Let's talk about dates and pricing. Pricing is per a couple, which is why it's so amazing. This, This is double occupancy for the hotel room. So I encourage you to find a gal pal, a husband, a girlfriend, whatever, Get out there and see it. So would you please tell us about pricing and dates? So the dates moment we are hoping is going to be the 1st to the 8th of August. Um, The weather is beautiful. And the great thing with August is a lot of the Parisians are not there. Normally. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. One of the bad raps that Paris has is it is loud there's pollution and the people are rude. And so, I mean, everywhere in the world right now, the pollution has disappeared. I know it's amazing. I know it's wonderful. Um, But one of the nice things with Paris in August is the cars kind of disappear because most of the Parisians go to the ocean and those that are left are just laid back. It's more of a vacation feel. Nobody is rushed to go anywhere. And so that's why August, um, because it's just, yeah, it's, you can really walk, walk all the stone streets and the things that we see in the pictures and actually be living like that, you know, like almost in the past a little bit. 
And that's going to make for some awesome photographs, like you and the Eiffel Tower, not you and one million tourists. Exactly. <laughs> right. And I'm glad you brought up um, photo shoots, too, because one thing that we're doing to get people to start dreaming at this time at the moment and to still think about about travel is, you know, the first three people that are going to register are going to get their very own photo shoot as well so that you can have, you know, all of these outings and everything to bring home to you. That is cool. I mean, that's and it's perfect timing because you get your pictures and then you go home and you make your Christmas cards and you beat the Christmas rush. You get your cards in time and then everyone <laughs> can see your amazing photo shoot in Paris for their Christmas cards. That's cool. That's a good idea. I love the way you think. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so how about pricing on this thing? So the pricing um, for two, so as, as you mentioned, like gal, pal, husband, wife, anybody you want, as long as it's a shared room, is 7500 And that is everything. So, I mean, you have to get your own transportation. But as soon as you land in the airport, there is a car and driver waiting for you. They will bring you to your hotel, um, which is a five-star hotel as well. It's just outside of the Arc de Triomphe, so the location is absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've got one of the largest parks just right in your backyard. Um, And all of the outings. And the outings are not your typical outings. So obviously, we want to do the bucket list items. So there will be a private tour of the Louvre. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to visit the the Eiffel Tower however when we visit it we're also going to be eating there and that is just an absolute treat because the Jules Verne it had um it always had a very high price tag yep. <laughs> but the food wasn't always up to that to that part but they had um a new chef who is just incredible and so we will be we will really be eating like kings and queens. And um, well, let's also- sorry, let's mm-hmm. let's go day by day so we don't miss anything. But I think the point okay. of this whole um, the whole conversation that I want to have with you is that you are covering a huge amount of of ground while on this itinerary. And it's kind of like jamming the best of the best and the insider type stuff, restaurant closures just for your group, inside access into a kind of a short period of time. Um, and you're not wasting any time. You're just, you're, you're traveling with an experienced local and you're getting these insider type things. Uh, and it's just maximized time. And it's kind of like, go on this trip and we dare you not to fall in love with Paris. That's how good it is. So let's start with day one. All right. So day one, um, you can take your time at the, at your hotel and we are going to meet in the Jardin des Tuileries, which is this big, beautiful garden um, that is part of the Louvre. And then we will have a private tour of the Louvre. So we're going to see, you know, the Mona Lisa, the Liberty leading the people and Venus and all of the must-sees. And then we are going to go for a little stroll. And I'm going to take everybody to an incredible um, just breathtaking garden that is often not seen. You've seen it in movies, definitely. It's been like in mm-hmm. Mission Impossibles and things like that. But when you are walking down the street, um, you can't see it. Okay. So you really have to know it is there. And we will just, you know, take there's some incredible photo opportunities there as well. Um, so we can take pictures. We can, there's a, it's called Pitank. Mm. So it's a game um, that the French love to play. They have these metal balls and they kind of throw them in the sand. I don't know how to describe it where it sounds exciting, but it's actually a lot of fun. (laughs) Is it like bocce ball? Possibly. I don't think I know bocce ball. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't know where bocce ball came from, but if I'm thinking of the sound, it sounds Italian. Um, I don't know. Please write in if you know the origins of bocce ball. <laughs> but it's like you have their, it, it can be played not in the sand, but they're, you know, soft ball, like the size of a bigger than a man's fist. And yeah. you have two balls of the same color and you have a little white ball. And I, th- I think this is how you play it. Someone's going to correct me. You throw this little white ball 
and then you try to get your two balls as close to that white ball as possible? Exactly. Okay. Except for these are metal balls, so they're not soft at all. You don't want to have somebody throw one at you. Oh, sorry. I mean like the size of an American softball, um, which is not actually soft. It's like a okay. huge baseball. Yeah, so okay. see, guys, all the cultures, all the cultures are learning today. You know, we're all yeah. learning. That's right. <laughs> okay. That sounds fun. Yeah, so we'll be there, and then we're going to have our very first haute cuisine meal. And Mm. so there's a little restaurant that's tucked away in this courtyard, and you are going to, every day, people are going to discover why Paris is known for their food. Because it's you don't have restaurants in Paris. You have these temples to gastronomie. Like, it's just... Oh, wow. Oh, I get hungry just thinking about the restaurants in Paris. So then... um... Okay, this I just had this random thought. I, I know a student here at Oxford who is, they decided to be like quarantined together and she made the right choice because she's quarantined with a French gal who bakes bread every day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, can she come here? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, okay, so after we eat, is that is that lunch? Is that dinner? That is lunch. Okay. And then from lunch, we're going to do some more walking to help with the digestion. And Paris has these incredible galleries. And so they're, it's kind of like a back alley, I suppose, for the American listeners to be able to understand. But it's these alleys that are between buildings, except for they have done the flooring in marble. And they've got like these stained glass ceilings. Yes, and I've it, seen some of them. Aren't they, they incredible? Yeah, it's it's neat because you feel like you're outside, but you're inside. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of, like, doorways, so you can get into, like, the side door of these stores and things. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see a lot of just the most beautiful and the oldest street passages and galleries that are there. And then we're going to break up, and people can, you know, because there's so many private art galleries and little boutiques in this area... So then people can just, you know, chill out, go their own way and do whatever it is that calls to them, whether it's the art galleries or the boutiques or just sitting and having a a coffee and people watching. Yeah, that's awesome. And then will you regroup for the day or is that it? That we're going to leave that because I'm afraid that people are going to be a little, you know, there's going to be some that are jet lagged and, and there'll be a lot of walking and you've absorbed a lot of culture already. Yeah, and it's time for like a coffee and a people watching experience, I think, or a nap, yeah. you know, and however you go. Exactly. And we're in the right area because there's these wonderful parks. And I mean, what better place to take a nap than, you know, outside the Louvre or something? <laughs> the trick is to make it look like you're not napping. <laughs> oh, there's people napping there all the time. It's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Good. You'll look like a local. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so day two. So day two is more fashion and shopping. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a plan B for those that are not interested. So any of the men that come that have no interest in shopping, there's a plan B for them as well. Okay, cool. But we're going to start with Coco Chanel. Yeah. And so we're going to um, do Rue Calbon, which is where she had her first boutique. And then, you know, she had a couple of boutiques there. And we're going to go into her boutique, have a glass of champagne, do a little shopping or just wandering. Um, That is where there's the famous, I don't know if you know the famous stairway. It's all these different mirrors. Oh, I've I've seen, there's a a shot of her coming down those stairs. Okay. So it's, um, she used it for her fashion shows, actually. So this way she could sit at the top of the stairs and not be seen. And as the models were coming down the stairs, because of the way that the mirrors are all positioned, people could see every angle of right. the dress or the suit that they were wearing. Smart. So are we're going to see that. Are you yeah. going to get to walk it? You are going to get to walk it, yes. Ooh, that's exciting. And we're even going to go upstairs to her apartment, and we're going to visit her apartment. Mm. And so it's called her apartment, but the truth is she actually never lived there. Because she okay. lived at the Ritz Hotel. <laughs> I mean, if you had to choose, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is where she would entertain. And any, 
you know, important clients or friends, that's where she would receive them. So that's neat. Yeah. Okay. And then we're moving to lunch, I bet. And then we are going to have another, yeah, another nice lunch. Um, but this one is going to be more the brasserie kind of, of feel, you know, so we're going from haute cuisine to a real French brasserie, which is a little bit different. So the food is excellent. Um, but it's not like a table for four or a table for two. When you go to these typical French brasseries, you have, you know, like very affluent clientele, but it's like a bunch of tables all pushed together and you're just sitting, you know, with everybody. It's like one huge long table basically with gorgeous crystal chandeliers and wonderful food, but it's a whole different feel. Yes. It's not. It's like you're not going there for a date or something. You're going there to socialize and eat. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's exactly. neat. Hmm. Okay. After lunch, where are we headed? After lunch, we are going to the most incredible store. There's actually two of them. They're face-to-face. Um, so there's Galerie Lafayette, and then there's across the street, Printemps. And these are typical... Um, Houseman buildings. So Houseman is a type of architecture. It's what Paris is really known for. Mm-hmm. And these are not like stores that you've ever seen. So Galerie Lafayette, when you walk in, you know, when you go into the opera. Yes. So you've got the boxes above you. Yes. Okay. It has that feel. So you walk in and there's all these, there's a huge open area and then levels above you that just look like opera boxes. That's cool. And an enormous stained glass dome above you. That's really neat. Okay, so after we do this opulent shopping trip, uh, what's next? Um, well, the shopping trip is actually going to be in two parts of it. So we're going to do the Galerie Lafayette, and then we're going to take a little break. We're going to cross the street to Printemps and go up to the rooftop and have a glass of champagne. because it is one of the most incredible rooftops. And, you know, when you're in Paris, you just have to drink champagne. Of course, as one does. Exactly. So we're just going to take a little break with our glass of champagne. And we've got this incredible 360-degree view of Paris. And the, you know, it's shopping, but it's also really taken in the architecture. And like these glass domes that I mentioned, during the war, they actually took the the stained glass down they like you know took the whole dome Mm -hmm. apart and put it into storage into safekeeping that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah that is crazy town we saw some of these uh churches that this in nuremberg they had they have the nuremberg art bunker if you ever go there Uh and you cannot believe the things that survived the bombings it's incredible so to think that they took this thing down, because I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and put it back up. I mean, that's amazing. That's so cool. That's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, can you imagine something that beautiful? Yeah. Being destroyed? And I mean, this one wasn't, but many others were. So this is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So then we have our champagne. Where do we go next? We have our champagne and um, then we're going to, you know, visit Printemps. And then again, I'm going to let everybody break away because where we are as well, there's a lot of different things to discover. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's got their own tastes and things. And so you're really close to all kinds of incredible boutiques and you have Chanel, you have Prada, you've, you've got all of these stores at your access, or you can just go to the Ritz or the Four Seasons and have a drink too, you know, and Paris is also very personal once you get to know like the little areas. So I'm going to guide you to these areas as well. And then I'm going to get you to find what makes your soul sing and what your heart sing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not just be this group. This is what we do. What's the plan B for, for dudes and non-fashion lovers? So for dudes and non-fashion lovers, you've got a choice. So there's actually a graffiti workshop, Uh if you want. Cool. Which, yeah. And you learn how to do the graffiti. 
And then there's actually an area in town that is designated. So you can actually go and do your graffiti legally. That's cool. So you, can, <laughs> so you can leave saying you left your mark on Paris. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I so would have never thought option. about that. That's neat. <laughs> and then the other option is a cooking class. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we took we did take a cooking class while we were there. And it was the highlight of the trip. So that's going to be a hard choice. <laughs> All right, day three. So day three, we are going to probably my favorite neighborhood in Paris, which is Montmartre. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the Sacré-Cœur is. Um, yes. And so we are going to, again, everybody gets to take their time for their breakfast. And then there's a car that's going to bring you and we are going to meet at the Wall of Love. Have you heard of the Wall of Love? Have you been there? Yes, this, this okay. uh, just before Christmas. Okay. So we are going to meet at the Wall of Love. And then we are going to slowly walk our way up to Sacré-Cœur. And it is going to be a historical walk because we are going to walk past one of the absolute best bakeries in mm. France. Mm-hmm. Um, like at six o'clock, there's a lineup until about eight o'clock for the baguette after work. That's impressive because there's, they're everywhere, right? So in order to have a line, something's going right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will walk past the Bateau Lavoie, which is where it was like the rooming house where a lot of artists lived. Because I mean, artists in the day, you know, Renoir, Monet, Picasso, mm-hmm. they're huge now, but they were starving artists in the day. Yes. And so we're going to see where they all lived. Um, we are also going to walk past Picasso's very first studio in Paris. So when okay. he started to have a little bit of a success. And then we are going to walk through Place du Tertre, which is in a lot of pictures, you often see this square with all these artists at their easels. Mm-hmm. I love this place. Mm-hmm. I love this place. We didn't buy any art this time because it just wasn't anything that like really grabbed me. I mean, they, you're going to have to choose between the portrait artists, which style you like best, but they're all going to capture you fantastically. That was the big thing when we were there last. But before that, it was um, oil paintings of landscapes and like Paris city scenes and mm-hmm. then f- florals and things. So we, you know, probably eight years ago, brought a whole bunch of l- landscape and city scenes back with us. Uh, this time we didn't get anything, but it's a fantastic area. And there's a great crepe place right there, too. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, this is, this I is the a- day I would play, say, bring your euros this day because you're going to want to have them. <laughs> yeah. I have a funny story from that square. The um, So my husband and I, we had met when I was living in Florida because I worked with his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he was actually living in Paris. And so we were doing like a lot of travel back and forth. But the first time we went to Paris... Um, I had never been, it was my first time in Europe. So I wasn't used to these, like I knew men's room, ladies room. That was it. Yes. The mixed I had never seen before. (laughs) And so we went to a restaurant, we had lunch and after lunch, I went to the bathroom and when I came out and I was washing my hands in the mirror, there was a man standing at the urinal who looked exactly like my husband, like same pants, same jacket, right? Yes. I walked up to him and I grabbed his ass. <laughs> Both hands. Both hands. And then his face turns and it wasn't him. And I turned like, <laughs> oh my God, 50 shades of red. I didn't know what to say. Like I couldn't, I just was like, oh. I turned, I think my hands were still cupped. I turned and I like ran out of the bathroom. And I saw my husband, I was like, did you pay? Yes. Okay, let's go. And he was like, Merci well, beaucoup. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. My husband was like, what's happened? And I'm like, let's just go. Why? What's the problem? Let's just go. I'll tell you outside. My husband goes, either that was a Parisian who went, wow, the, like the tourists are really crazy or friendly. Or yeah. it was like a tourist who went, wow, I really like Paris. I'm coming back. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I keep this in the episode? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> you know, I actually don't care. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. We'll leave it in. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Now that we've had some, some good laughs and I, and you can help people navigate the restrooms, I imagine. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've done uh, the art square, um, what's next? So we're going to go up and we are going to visit Sacré-Cœur, which has probably the best view of Paris. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. And then we can go in and we can visit the Sacré-Cœur as well. And then when we leave, um, we are going to take a little stop in the oldest building in Montmartre which is actually the home of Renoir. Oh. Yeah, and it's where he painted a lot of his masterpieces. So we're going to walk around there, and we can have a nice tea in his garden. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And then it gets really fun. I'm so excited about this day. Because then we are going to go for dinner at a really, it's just a typical French restaurant. It's a lot of fun. And the nice thing with Montmartre is there's, it's separated. And so this is why doing a trip like this is so important. And it won't give you that like ugh feeling after on like, ooh, Paris is awful. Yes. Because there are good neighborhoods and there are bad neighborhoods. And Montmartre is actually like, it's to the point where one, there was one subway stop I got off at by accident. Mm-hmm. I actually took my my wedding ring off and hit it because in my mind I was like oh my god I'm gonna lose a hand yeah like I know it sounds extreme but there are these neighborhoods and one subway later is you know the most incredible place and so there's the good side and the bad side of Montmartre and you're not going to the bad side we're not going to the bad side (laughs) and the good part is still the locals like they have been there for so long Mm -hmm. um we used to have an apartment there and you know going for like an evening stroll there's some parts where you have to get off the sidewalk and walk on the street because the restaurant or the cafe is overflowing smoke inside anymore (laughs) right and so you know the clientele is now standing on the sidewalk smoking and drinking and laughing and and it's just such a fun ambiance you know and they're not being rude blocking the sidewalk it's just there's a party going on and you're included (laughs) like when you walk by they're like oh my god thank you and you know they'll cheers you and talk to you and you know if you wanted to you could sit down and have a drink with them (laughs) (laughs) just see how the go the night goes you know yeah Anyway, so we're going to have dinner in this neighborhood, and then we are going to the cabaret. And it's not, Mm. there's Moulin Rouge, which everybody knows, and we're going to walk past it, but that's not a real cabaret. Like, there you sit, and it's it's become a show, and it's become a bit of a tourist trap, right? Sure. We are going to a real cabaret, which is actually the oldest one in Paris. Mm. And it is still a real cabaret. Like you are in there, you are watching them sing and dance, but you are singing and dancing with them. Like there is nobody that is sitting down maybe at the first 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But after that, it is just one big party. Fun, 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 fun. Now we should let people know that this is like just even the walk up to, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to even utter the words sacreco. Sacré cœur. Sacré cœur. <laughs> Perfect. That was really good the second time. Okay, good. It's it's a walk. So wear nice shoes, but you know maybe like your high fashion sneakers because you're you're going to be walking. This is a walking day. Yes, and Sacré cœur is up at the peak, so it's climbing. That's why we're doing a lot of stops too. Yes. Yeah, it's not all in one shot. All right. Yeah. Good. Okay, and after we've, you know, had our party, what's next? Well, then we're going to go back to the hotel, recuperate for day four. All right, day four, let's do it. So day four, we are going to the Panthéon, um, which is a, it's a historical monument. And it's close to the Latin Quarter, and it's just, it's such a different feel from what we experienced 
the the prior days. Mm-hmm. You know, like each area has its own feel, its its own ambiance. Um, and there's you know it, there's a lot of the most famous people that are buried there. Sounds okay. kind of morbid, <laughs> but it's really a beautiful building. I was gonna say, but they did it so tastefully. It's yeah, it's more like. You know, in the Christian tradition, we would say it's a celebration of life. And so that's kind of, it's very beautiful. That's kind of what mm-hmm. it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to walk through the Latin Quarter. Um, I'm hoping that the day is going to be wonderful. Because if it's a beautiful day, we are not going to be doing a restaurant for lunch. We're going to have a picnic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because there is the, it's called Jardin Luxembourg, and it's, it's one of my favorite gardens in Paris. And many people don't know that the Statue of Liberty is mm-hmm. in Paris. And there's not just one, there's actually two. Mm. And so we are going to picnic in the gardens of the Jardin Luxembourg. Um, we're going to have the most incredible local cheeses and sausages and of course wine or they've got these like artisan lemonades and things for those that you know don't want alcohol Mm -hmm. um and so is it a full-size statue yeah it is yeah i feel like obviously not like new york where like you can see it from everywhere but it's a real sculpture there's two there's one on the sand and there's one in the gardens yeah so i knew about the one on the sand i didn't know about the other one yeah. Yeah. So there's the Statue of Liberty is there. There's a few um, Rodin sculptures and yes. Catherine de Medici was there. So there's this incredible fountain as well. And what is a lot of fun. Um, so we obviously are always there as a family, but there's this huge it's, you know, when a fountain is kind of like raised yep. off the ground. So it's like that, but it's more of like a mini lake. And there's all these little sailboats. Oh, that kids can, or adults, I mean, I play with them. (laughs) (laughs) And we can have these little like sailboat races and things. That's fun. Now, I also, for American listeners, she's saying Rodin. Is that how you were saying it? Yeah, Rodin. But we would say Rodin or Rodin. Ah, thank you. Yeah. And so, and so when you're thinking, I mean, most recently featured in Monuments Men, where they were recovering um, them from, I guess, salt mines or something. But that's this is where you'll be able to find them. So, yes. Perfect. Thank you for that. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to for people to be excited about what they can see there, just yep. to how we, you know, our accent gets it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so then after lunch... We are going to, again, stroll because, I mean, the best way to see Paris is by foot. So comfortable shoes again. Mm-hmm. And people have probably seen pictures of, like, stands along the Seine River. Mm-hmm. Those are, it's called, they're called les boucanistes. And so they're like, they sell books and stamps. And, and when I say books, it's not books that you would find in chapters. These are, like, really old Really old. <laughs> yeah. And it amazes me that these are like permanent, like mm-hmm. structures. It's not like, I don't know, it's it's not like going to some boardwalk where they, you know, they set up every day. They like lock their stuff to the gates and to exactly. the walls. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to me. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, so we're going to, and there's, I mean, just some incredible bookstores. And this is the perfect place if you journal. Um where you can get just the most incredible journals. And if you don't journal now is definitely the time to start because you are going to be getting so many experiences and memories that you just don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they have journals made out of cork. They've got like just everything possible. Yeah. It's a good place to, I mean, and you're capturing, you bought it in Paris and you're capturing your memories of Paris. That's a good place. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then we're going to walk down the stairs to actually get to the river. Uh, And then from there, we're going to see Notre Dame. Okay. We can't actually get to her because she's still unfortunately blocked off. But this is, you know, they're going to be recreating the steeple and everything. So this is a chance to see her the way she's never been seen before. Yeah. 
and hopefully soon she'll never be seen again. Oh, you know, I don't know how long it'll take them, but they're working on her. Okay. Okay. So then, um, are we, where are we in the day? Um, so now we would probably be like getting towards latish afternoon. Okay. And so now I'm going to get everybody to go back to the hotel and freshen up. Okay. Because we are then going to have dinner and then we are going to a VIP concert in just the most incredible chapel. So it is a chapel where Notre Dame is. It's called Ile de la Cité. It's actually a little island yes. between the left and right bank. Yes. And it was built for the king. And so, you know, there's Notre Dame is there. There is a prison. It's used to be a prison. Now it's like a police station. But that's where they held like Marie Antoinette before they beheaded her. Um, so there's a lot of history there. And there's this chapel which was actually built just to house the king's religious relics. And he and has so some he, relics. He so. has. Yeah. So there was um, pieces of the cross. Yep. And there's Jesus's crown of thorns. And that was and previously displayed in the Notre Dame. Exactly. Yeah. And thankfully was not. Oh. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> Yes. And so um, this chapel is just, it's incredible. I mean, it's got one of the largest, if not the largest, stained glass um, collection in the world. Mm. And so just imagine the acoustics in a place like this. Yeah. And so there's, mm -hmm. and so we are going to um, have a VIP concert in this chapel. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I love to sing. I love choral concerts. I love churches. I love stained glass. You've got me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And what's in, I mean, this is one of those things, too, that you just would never even dream exists if you don't know. Yeah. You know, and many people, you know, might find out about like the relics that are there and then go and visit the chapel. But to think that there's like concerts there as well. So it's, it's one of those hidden gems that are, you know, I mean, if you're not a local, you're really lucky yeah. to discover and experience it. Yeah. So, so far on this trip, we have fashion, we have food, we have history. We've got a couple churches put in. And we've got music. This is good. Mm -hmm. This is good. Okay, so then um, let's talk about, I think we're on day five. We're on day five. So day five, everybody knows the Arc de Triomphe. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever seen people drive around the Arc de Triomphe, you just like go, what? <laughs> How is this possible? Because <laughs> it's a huge roundabout and there's eight lanes of traffic. Yes. And so we're actually going to go up to the top of the Arc de Triomphe. It's worth so we're doing. Gonna, we're not going to cross the eight lanes of traffic. There's like an underground passage to get to it. But we're going to go up and we're going to, you know, have an incredible view. And then you were at the top of the Arc de Triomphe and you've got the Champs-Élysées in front of you, you know, the Place de la Concorde, and you've got the mm -hmm. Louvre way at the end. So you've got just incredible views. Yes. So do you know how many victory arches are actually in Paris? Because that's what this thing is. And because you're going to be walking around, you'll be like, oh, there's another one. And there's another one. Well, there's the doors. There's a lot of doors to Paris. Mm -hmm. They're old doors. But for the arches, there's actually three and they're all in a line. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it starts from the Louvre. And they were, um, it was called Napoleon, right? He was mm. yep. not very, um, oh my God, I lost my English word. Humble. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and it was his line of infinity. And so from the from the Louvre, you have the carousel, which is the little arc that's just outside the Louvre. Yep. And then a straight line is the Arc de Triomphe. Mm -hmm. And then if you keep going straight, there's now another arch, which is much more modern. Um, and it's for the defense. Oh, interesting. 
And then you have a lot of old doorways throughout France or throughout Paris. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, because we kept seeing them and being like, how many of these things are there? Um, and the one near where we were staying had um, lion's heads. And my son really loves, we have a French car and we call it the lion car because it's the Peugeot. The Peugeot. <laughs> yep. And and so we kept seeing, he'd be like, lion arch. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, these things are incredible. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. But this one, you can actually go up inside. A lot of them, there aren't like the infrastructure or they're not the size to be able to do that. Underneath this, is it the um, internal, eternal flame for unknown, unnamed soldiers? Is that what's underneath it? Exactly. Yeah, that's important to see also. Good. Where do we go from here? Well, now we're just going to walk a nice straight line. And it's going to be the best straight walk you've ever taken because we're going to walk down the Champs-Élysées. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, again, for fashion lovers, I mean, if you like Louis Vuitton, it's how big is the Louis Vuitton? I think it's like five levels. I don't even know. I haven't been in it. I've seen it, but yeah, I had children, so we were not going in there. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got all these like boutiques and it's the Champs-Élysées, you know, so we're going to walk down there. And then when you get to the end, you have Place de la Concorde, which is where the Obelix is and, you know, just beautiful artwork and incredible buildings. Now, we should paint a picture for people so that they understand. It's a it's you've seen this in the movies. It's this really wide two lanes. Is it two lanes on each side of the highway? And it's got trees planted in the middle and it's a and it leads up to the Arc de Triomphe and it's a shopping avenue. But it's wide open with these with lighting. It's it's beautiful. You've seen it in movies. <laughs> Any yes. movie that has Paris, you have seen this, yeah, this boulevard. Yeah, and so that's that's where we are right now. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to paint a picture. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we are going to keep just walking, and we will be back to the original garden that is outside the Louvre. Mm-hmm. We will walk around the Louvre, and then once we get to the other side of the Louvre, we are going to be having lunch. And this is another... A treat um, where we're going to be having lunch. It's at a restaurant called Dame de Pic. Okay. And it is probably one of the best restaurants in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it it's owned by Anne-Sophie Pic. So for people that, you know, are into food, are big foodies and things, Anne-Sophie Pic is the fourth woman to ever receive three Michelin stars. Cool. And she's a third generation. She actually wasn't going to you know, be in culinary. That wasn't her ambition in life. Mm-hmm. But her grandfather had three stars. Her father had three stars. <laughs> and she had to take his restaurant over and she lost a star. Oh, so she had and to get it back. She had to get it back. And then the rest is history. All right. Awesome. 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 So we're going to be having, yeah, just an incredible lunch in a three-star Michelin. And then we are going to um, walk, it's really close by, to the opera. Okay. So there's actually two opera houses in Paris. And this is the, the old one. It's called the Palais Garnier. And for anybody that has read or seen The Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. this is the inspiration for The Phantom of the Opera. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And then will you be getting to see a show at the opera? <laughs> No, we're going to do a private tour of the opera. Um, I was thinking about it, but the opera is not for everybody. And so I figured it's, it would be safer to, you know, there's so much to do. Yes. I think that was a good call. Thank you. Because especially <laughs> if you're a little bit full, because you know you're going to clean your plate off. So yeah. if you're a little bit full from lunch, this is probably mm-hmm. the walk. It's a little bit of walking tour. It's probably good. Burn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to um, get a private tour. So we're going to see, you know, backstage. We're going to see the just everything inside of it. And and like many buildings in Paris, it's it's a piece of art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, architecture back then was just so incredible. And everything is gilded. And yeah, there's pieces of history everywhere. Neat, neat, neat. Okay, when we're done with that tour, where are we going next? Um, well, then we are 
you know, you can take like a little break. We can take a little nap in the park if you want or just kind of walk. But we're going to slowly make our way over to the Eiffel Tower. And then we are going, um, it sounds like we're eating and then eating. But there's going to be time between and a lot of walking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so at the foot of the Eiffel Tower is a restaurant that is right on the water. And mm-hmm. we are going to have dinner there. And then once the sun has set, we will progress from the restaurant onto the boat. Okay. And we are going to do a tour of the Seine. So you can see all of Paris, like all of the biggest monuments, the Louvre, the Eiffel Tower, the Mm. Musée d'Orsay, lit up at night. And then you're going to see why it's called the City of Lights. Cool. That sounds, it sounds picturesque. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're going to get to see the second Statue of Liberty as well. Nice. Oh, man, just bring it all right around. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So then after that, it will be definitely time for bed. Definitely time for bed. Okay. Now, day six. Day six is definitely an insider's day. So okay. we are going to, it's called the Mata District. It used to be the Jewish neighborhood. Now it is where all of the high fashion houses go to get their fabric. Okay. Ooh. And there is so much there that you wouldn't even think exists in Paris, probably. So there is the Anne Frank tree. Okay. So, you know, if anybody read the Anne Frank diary, she's always referring to this, I think it's a walnut tree. I don't know. I haven't read it in a while, but I was thinking that we should, my kids should read it soon. So I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a walnut or a chestnut. Anyway, I think it's a chestnut tree. And um, there was a concern that this tree might end up getting destroyed. So they actually took 10 saplings and they planted them around the world. Oh, wow. Paris being one. And get this. So it was planted in Paris in 2009. Yep. In 2010, there was a huge storm and the original tree was destroyed. Oh, my goodness. Pretty good foresight, huh? Yes. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, cool. And now they can take a sapling from the other one and replant. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So there's this district has all these tiny little gardens and, you know, like these fabric stores and things. So we're just going to walk and really discover. And you're going to feel like a Parisian in this neighborhood because there are no tourists. Okay. However, it's where Victor Hugo lived as well. Okay. And so we'll see his house and where he wrote Les Miserables. After that, um, because there's not a lot to do in this area either, but it's just really worth checking out. Then we are going to, so in France, actually in Italy, in Spain as well, in many countries, um, they do what's called l'aperitif. And so it's just a, you know, a little drink. Sometimes it's like nibbling food, so like you've got nuts and olives and things to get you ready for dinner. So we're going to go for this. But we're not okay. going anywhere. We are going to go to Louis XV's wine cellars. So they're going to be amazing olives, is what you're they're saying. They're going to be and a most incredible wine. Okay. <laughs> so it's his private wine cellars that he had built for when he had soirees because the kings used to live in the Louvre. Oh, okay. And I did not so, know that. Yeah. And so it's um, when they would have big soirees in the Louvre, It was an underground passage to go to his wine cellars. And so we are going to go and do a little wine sampling and learning because we have our very own sommelier that is going to teach us about, I forget now if it's three or four different wines. He's going to teach us how to taste, Mm -hmm. what to look for, what to smell for. And we're just going to get a little lesson in wine at like probably one of the best wine cellars in the world. Yeah, and wine regions in the world. So it'll all be good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Awesome. And then, because day six is all about things that you just would not do as a tourist. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end off by going back to that original neighborhood mm-hmm. and having dinner in a restaurant that is closing its doors just for us. That sounds so, good. Our group is the only people in this restaurant. It is closed to the public for this night. 
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And so we get to, um, you know, you can watch the chef cook. You can ask him questions. They're going to marry food with wine for us and, you know, let us know why these things are going together. And it's not a typical French restaurant this time. Okay. So this is going to be a Romanian restaurant and it's still haute cuisine. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it is a French chef that married a Romanian. And so they have traditional Romanian food with a French flair. What is traditional Romanian food? It is surprisingly delicious. Um, so well, we my dog have... is Romanian. She has very high standards. She okay. will leave a bowl of dog food until she's sta- until she's starving. You know, she <laughs> likes the wet stuff. So I get it. <laughs> so to give you an example of something we'll be eating, um, one of the appetizers that I had, it was actually boar. And they have a lot of truffles in Romania, too. Okay. And so the I remember my appetizer came and it was on like this wooden plate with like the glass dome with the smoke underneath. Yes. And so it was um, this wild boar with truffles and this light sauce. And when she took the dome off, she had a leaf and she like wafted the smoke so you could really smell it. Okay. And then proceeded to explain that the smoke was generated from a branch, which came from the forest, where the boar was hunted, and where the where the truffles came from. Wow. So they just really give you the full experience of your meal. Yeah. I would never have thought to do that. That's some mm-hmm. presentation. That's fantastic. So that is day six for us. And we have the restaurant... Until we get bored and want to go back to our rooms. <laughs> They're going to have to call you guys cabs. You're going to be so tired and full. It's going to be amazing. Oh, well, <laughs> this is part of the price, though, too. Like, there are cars. We're not walking everywhere. So there are cars that are going to be, like, every morning there's a car that is going to be taking you to the meeting point. Oh, okay, great. If it's far, except for the Eiffel or the Arc de Triomphe, because that's, like, steps away from the hotel. Yeah, and that those things are worth walking to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. How about day seven? So day seven, you got to end off big, right? Because we haven't been doing big already. Keep going. I'm ready. (laughs) So I mentioned the Eiffel Tower now has a new chef. So his name is Frédéric Anton, and he is one of the best chefs in Paris. Yeah, he wanted to really bring the full experience of France and its love of food mm-hmm. into this monument, which is known globally. Okay. And so we are going to be going there for lunch and it is going to be an experience. So we are at the top of the Eiffel Tower. So talk about a view. Yeah, right. Um, and we are going to be having possibly one of the best meals. Like, I don't know how you can beat a meal like this. Yeah. I, I challenge you. I mean, if you don't fall in love, there's already a challenge not to fall in love with Paris after this trip. <laughs> Second challenge is to find a meal that is as good as this one, too. Excellent. So we are going to have lunch and then we can take our time and come down the Eiffel Tower and stop at the different levels so you can see the views and, you know, take your pictures because you've got to take pictures when you're at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Of course. Yes. Um, and then we're going to stroll and there's so much to see around there. You know, there's like the fountains, there's, um, you can go up. I'm going to say a bunch of names that aren't going to mean anything to people. So I'm not even going to say them, but there's a lot of historical monuments that I'm going to tell you about once we're there. But when you get out of the Eiffel Tower, you're going to be like, Oh my God, that building I've seen and this building I've seen and this building I've seen. So you're going to know what they all are. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And we will go and take pictures with all of them if you want. That's great. I mean, I think that in, sometimes until you're standing in front of something, the information can, until you've like, I don't know, internalized it, that can just go. But then once you see the building, you recognize and put the history to it while you're standing there. You know, the experience makes it, you know, stick in your brain. So this is good. All right. Yeah. Save the names for later. We'll pick it up when we're on the trip. Yeah. Okay. And then we are going to an art gallery. Yes. Now, 
there are over, there's like 170 museums in Paris. Okay. There's like so many art galleries and everything. This is an art gallery, unlike any other art gallery. Okay. Because, you know, usually when you go to an art gallery, you've got this masterpiece in front of you. You stand in front of it. You look at it. Sometimes you get a bit emotional. Yeah. And then you move on to the next one. Right? But you yes. don't really experience it. This art gallery, it's a 19th century foundry. So where they used to, like, melt metals. Okay. And it's been renovated. And now when you go in, and it's like you have to book your tickets well in advance. It's often sold out. Okay. You walk into this massive room and then the lights go down, mm. music starts, and then these masterpieces come to life and they are all around you. They're above you. They're below you. They're moving and you are just totally immersed into the artwork. Cool. Last year it was um, Van Gogh. This year it's Renoir and Monet and Chagall. Mm. And so just picture, like, instead of just looking at a portrait face on, now she's moving above you and around you and you get to see all these different angles. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. So we're at this amazing art museum. And then what happens next? And then we are going to get into our cars. And we're going to be brought to, it's called the Bois de Boulogne. And so it's a huge, um, it's a park. It used to be the hunting ground for the kings. Okay. Now it's this massive park. It's actually considered one of the lungs for Paris. Okay. And we are going to, you know, stroll through the forest and the park and see the fountains and maybe have an ice cream and relax. Uh huh. Then we are going to get into these little boats mm-hmm. <laughs> that is going to take us over to a little island. And there is another hidden gem, and that's where we're going to have our last meal. So there's this little restaurant, which is a true gem, on this island hidden in one of the lungs of Paris. Wow. I mean, it sounds... (laughs) I'm just picturing, like, the sun out and relaxing and just taking everything in for one last time and thinking back on the experiences. This is going to be a good way to end the trip. Mm -hmm. That's a great way. And we're really, we're secluded on our own little island, you know? That's great. So then, you know, how can people, so now that we've ended this trip, people are going to want more information. Where can people find you online? So um, www.passportlifestyles.net, N-E-T. Um, the actual retreat is posted there. There's different tabs. There's one that says retreats, cultural retreats, and you will see Paris there. It also Great. has like a, a little outline of the um, of the whole retreat as well. Great. And I will also, as with um, other episodes that you've done, in the top right corner, there will be a picture of your face and if you just of her face and then you just click on it. And it'll take you to all of her links and websites. And I'll put um, in the show notes all of these links also. So you can just click right through. And also some amazing pictures um, to like kind of whet your appetite on what we're going to do. And hopefully we're going to turn this into a video. Fingers crossed on the internet bandwidth. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else I might have forgotten that you want to include today? Um, No, I think that's it. Just, yeah. That's oh. fantastic. Oh, oh, yes. Tell. I just, this is just brand new. This just came to my mind. Um, but for those that, you know, really want like the true experience. So we had mentioned like the first three registrations, mm-hmm. we'll do like a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, why not do two? Like if you, if you like put your deposit down okay. before the 5th of May, cause that's my daughter's birthday. Nice then you're going to get yourself some free introductory French lessons. That's a great idea. And clearly you speak French better than I do. So people should know <laughs> <laughs> they won't be from me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's awesome. That'd be great. So we'll, we'll um, I'll make, you know, I'll put that right at the heading of the episode so people can see that very clearly. So that's cool. That's a really good idea. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you joining me again on another episode of Travel Radio. Thank you so much. And I hope that you're going to be there too because it's going to be so much fun. 
Yeah, you know, the dates might work out because there's, you know, all this craziness is going to delay our move longer and longer. So, I mean, it's a possibility. And as much as I love my children and I loved doing Paris with my children, we we did some of the things that you have on this itinerary, but I don't think we experienced them the same way. So this would be um, really a treat for me. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I have fingers crossed and high hopes that I will also join you then. So that would be amazing. Well, my fingers are crossed too. <laughs> and of course, sanitized, you know, that sort of yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jokes. All right, this is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good night. Au revoir.